Welcome to Setting the Record Straight with Brenda K. Sanders. That's me. Thank you for tuning in again to the broadcast. Uh, Today I want to talk about uh, how to... uh, Spiritual guidance with the government gang stalking. Uh, I have discovered that government gang stalking has been in our country for a long time, for a very long time. As I have said in previous episodes, I have been able to trace it uh, for most of my life. And when it became most visible is when I became a an elected judge. That's when it became visible. And I believe that's when it reared its ugly head the most. It was most uh, uh, detectable under those circumstances. I've always been suspicious about a lot of the timing of negative events in my life and thinking, you know, it's just uh, uh, the devil. It is the devil. Satan is behind it. But the timing of these events uh, always caused me to question what what was really happening and now that I can detect the pattern and the sexual harassment that I have been a victim of for years not recognizing that even some of the relationships that I was involved in uh, were manifesting the sexual harassment uh, uh, objectives of my uh, sexual harassers who have been in the government so long. You see, the government can't really, uh, the sexual harassment and the gang stalking cannot really be effective unless uh, there's a government involvement 
Uh, otherwise, it's, it's, it's going to be deemed illegal, and it's illegal anyway because our laws and statutes are different uh, than uh, what the gang stalkers are doing and what they're saying and what they're promoting. So we have laws in place, we have a constitution in place, and even the state laws that are protecting people against this kind of conduct, and yet we have the government exacting and enacting this kind of uh, uh, sexual harassment, uh, stalking. And you know what stalking is. Stalking is when somebody follows you everywhere you go. Stalking is where someone... um, you know, spies on you without permission and they won't stop. They can't stop. They're stalkers. And I have seen very, very few stalkers that stop on their own. Most of them have a mental problem. You say, well, wait a minute. These are people in government. Well, that's the problem. They're in government. They're, they're, uh, have in charge of protecting the lives of other people. And that's when their, 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 their authority is questioned and should be questioned because uh, we don't need people in government that are going to harm people, that are going to intentionally, deliberately harm people. I understand, even as a judge, that you're going to have to harm people if that's your job. But you have guidelines that you have to adhere to uh, in order to do your job. Inevitably, sometimes people are harmed. But to put an agenda in place or to act on an agenda where you target, and that's exactly what is taking place, certain sets of people uh, for sexual reasons is is improper uh, under the law in our country and in our states. And it should not be tolerated. It should be fought against. I have had the unfortunate fortunate experience of being one of those victims. And of course, I, I said it on this program before, and I say it again, that I'm not the only one. Uh, it's just the problem with the media coverage, and I did outline on a previous broadcast, uh, and you can go there to the show page and look at it and listen to it, that the media is a significant component of government gang stalking. They actually take part in the government gang stalking and it used to be like when you looked at Watergate I mean the media took part in exposing the corruption in the government and they were the uh the the, a check and balance on illegal corrupt uh, government activity uh now it's like the the government the uh, media has uh collaborated with the gang stalking uh actors governmental actors or either third parties in covering up the gang stalking, covering up the harassment, covering up the discrimination, covering up the murder, covering up the, 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 the robberies. The, the, the media is a part of it. Why? Because when the media gets a report that A, B, C, and D, like they have gotten from me, many, and they turn their eye, they turn their ears away then they have acquiesced to the gang stalking. They have acquiesced to the illegal and corrupt activities. And while you see uh, sexual misconduct after sexual misconduct case, in my case, you see no such thing. And you would say, well, maybe she hasn't reported it like she should. Well, the fact is I have reported it. And when you understand that the sexual harassment victims that you see are Caucasian women, 
uh, primarily, and uh, you see that even the most minute, and I say minute because I'm measuring it uh, and comparatively um, speaking, minute cl- case of sexual harassment, for, for instance, where he may have groped me, touched me, uh, and it, maybe it was a single incident as compared to my uh, case, which has been ongoing for years, has negatively impacted all of my family members, uh, caused several robberies and my job losses, uh, everything you can name, uh, comparatively. So even the my, most minute case is uh, uh, blasted in the media. And while my own case has been uh, deliberately and intentionally ignored by the news agencies. I'm, I've reported it to the New York Times. The um, I said the other day, 60 Minutes, uh, MSNBC, uh, Rachel Model. She seemed like a good person to tell about it. That didn't happen. Uh, that I was ignored. Even uh, the View that we see on every day at, at 11 o'clock, uh, I was ignored. And so I've made my reports even via social media, via email, every kind of way you can name. And yet, I continue to be ignored as a sexual gang-stalking victim as well as discriminatory, racial, and everything you can name. While uh, this case is ongoing, I'm being stolen from from someone within my own house. That's how the CIA and the government operates. You just saw it with this Baghdadi person. Uh, you know, they put someone in their inner circle to give them all the information. And so when they get ready to um, enact these executions or whatever they do, they know what to do. That's ha- what has happened in my case as well. Um, and and so what happens is we have a government that is actually against you. It's against you and you don't even know why. You don't know why you were targeted for so long ago. You don't know why your legal claims go down the drain uh, literally before they can get before a jury, before they can get before anybody that, that is objective can look at them. You don't know why judges are appointed that before they get up. They're going to have a mindset to defeat you. Uh, and even with the harassment, uh, my claims that I've submitted to the government have been rejected, despite the, the obvious, egregious uh, nature of their activities. And so we have a, a government that's prideful. We have a government that is against, against women and against black women. And uh, it, the, the activity continues unless there is a way to stand up. And, you know, um, I told you about Deborah. Deborah was a prophetess and she was a judge and she helped Israel fight the battle and recover their deliverance. And and it, I believe that is what I've been called to do. Did I want to do it? Do I want to be associated with such a cause? No. Uh, but there is an equipping that has already been done in me and, and, and I have had to do it. I think I have just naturally flowed into it because I've had to. There's one thing, and I talk about spiritual guidance in the gang stalking uh, situation. It has come up in my spirit. Uh, I think I posted it on my 
Vision Profit Twitter account. Uh, I have to go back and trace when I had the vision. But I had a vision. It was a Saturday afternoon. I was sitting in my den. I don't know if uh, football was on yet. But I was sitting there and God gave me a vision about the parting of the Red Sea. Now, not the parting of the Red Sea. I just saw some waters parting. And I saw a, a, a clear path going down the middle of those two waters. And when you think of the waters parting, I'm talking about like with the Ten Commandments and, and when the sea uh, parted. It was just like that, except it was in black and white. It was not in color. And then there was this clear pathway down the middle of the waters. And I saw a face in the middle of the waters, and it looked like the, the general... The general on the uh, the insurance commercials, the general, and the, uh, a, a Caucasian man with white hair and a and a mustache, and I'm thinking, who is that in the middle of the path of the pathway going through the parted waters? And that was the end of the vision, and it lasted, you know, seconds. But when I and that's another thing about gang stalking. I'm sitting outside doing this uh, broadcast right now. And every time, every time I'm sitting outside, there's a plane uh, flying over our house. And that's part of the gang stalking as well. We have military involvement in the gang stalking. I cannot see the plane right now, but I can hear it. Um, so I had this vision and it was a spiritual intervention in my mind, it was to um, assure me that there would be a deliverance out of this bondage that we're in in this country. And people want to say, "Well, you 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 know you're you're not patriotic." Uh, well, no, you can be in a place and still uh, have objections. And I think that's what the Fourth Amendment is about, and uh, the First Amendment is about in this country. And we have laws in place to deal with. Uh, illegal and illicit things that happen in our country. So it's not that you're not patriotic. It's just that you're dealing with what's going on. It's the reality of it. And the truth is being told about it. And so there was a spiritual intervention, a spiritual guidance that came to me to let me know that there was going to be a an awakening, a deliverance, a freedom, a breakthrough. And uh, I, I, you know, I ran into the other room where my sister is, or where her, I ran to where she was. And I said, who delivered, uh, who parted the Red Sea? Because I saw this face. I'm like, what does it mean? It may have been Moses. I don't know. I didn't know particularly, and I could not remember who did it. And, you know, I forgot from looking at the Ten Commandments uh, you know, every year, but I asked my sister, I said, who parted the Red Sea? And I, I, I forgot what answer she gave me, but she um, did not give me an exact answer either. So I finally went to the scripture and I intended to look uh, get that scripture for this broadcast. But it's in Exodus and I, I think it's 13 or 14, I believe now, uh, based on what I looked up. I didn't look it up today, but... When I looked at the scripture, it said the Lord parted the Red Sea. So it wasn't Moses. It wasn't a supernatural act using the staff that Moses had. Um, and, and so it was the Lord parted the Red Sea. 
But this is the important part about that vision. And my nephew had a part in uh, enhancing the direction or the instruction of the vision because he had done some research about the parting of the Red Sea. And, you know, he, he studies Jewish, Jewish religion and Jewish culture a lot. And uh, he listens to a rabbi that was talking about it as well. And he told me just yesterday, he said, you know, there is a commentary that indicated that um, as the Egyptian army was approaching to attack the Hebrews, that one of them, they're not saying who, like it may have not been Joshua and it wasn't maybe Moses, maybe somebody else, that walked, actually walked in the Red Sea. I mean, they were so desperate to get away from these people. They walked in the Red Sea. This, this person, this is a commentary from one of the rabbis. And I, and, and I, I got to get the commentaries for you. Walked into the Red Sea. Walked, I mean, just walked like somebody just walks into to, to water. Walked out into the Red Sea until the water reached his neck. It, the, the water had come up to his neck. Now, that's not walking on water. That's walking in water. And that's interesting because I had a vision, too, about walking in water. But the water wasn't up to my neck. It was, up, you know, like in my waist. <laughs> that wasn't so intimidating. But to have water, walk, uh, walking in water up to your neck. And if you can't swim, that's even more um, intimidating. But one of the Hebrews that was with the, 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 the departing Hebrews out of Egypt, walked into that water and walked into that water to the point that that water came up to his neck. And the commentary says that that is when the sea parted and the, the uh, children of Israel were able to, the Hebrews were able to escape the Egyptian army and Pharaoh's army. And Pharaoh's army got drowned in the Red Sea. Was drowned in the Red Sea. And so I, I thought that would, that impressed me so much. Because you know why? We have to, when you want to be delivered, when you want to get out of bondage, when you want to get out of a prison that can't be seen but is there, uh, you have to align yourself with the things that God tells you to do. You have to have faith. It's not going to be easy. Walking in water with water up to your neckline is not easy. But it, it, it was the catalyst for the miracle to have the Red Seas, the waters open for the children of Israel and for them to gain their deliverance. That is what has, hap has to happen now. We have to walk in the water up to our neck. We have to face danger we have to face dangerous circumstances up to our neck. Now, one thing I, I still ask permission from the Lord, or he'll give me a sense of what I might suffer if I, if I decide to, uh, you know, wage an attack against Satan coming against me. Um, and sometimes he'll say, yes, not right now, but later. Or sometimes he'll say, okay, go ahead. But... We have to have spiritual guidance in these very drastic situations. I think everybody thought in America we were free. 
Everybody thought we were free of sexual harassment, racial discrimination. Uh, everybody thought that. Everybody thinks that right now. When you look at TV, when you look at and listen to radio, everybody thinks we're free. Until you try to do something that you thought you had uh, uh, the authority to do, and it's challenged on every level, and you begin to think, well, who are you to challenge me? I'm free. And then they have an attitude, an unwritten, unspoken agenda of keeping people down for maybe their sexual pleasure is what my situation is. Uh, You find government actors in your bathroom, in your bedroom. And isn't it interesting, the lady in Dallas, Miss Jefferson, was shot in her bedroom. Her bedroom. And... This is what is happening in our country. Um, Women are being watched and and, and for sexual purposes, and it's improper. When you have government actors or former government actors that are engaging in these activities and never having released, I guess, the resources that uh, allowed them to do these kinds of activities, it, it is unbelievable. It's a miserable day in our country when this is the circumstance. I thought about Miss Jefferson. She's she's shot in her bedroom. And don't tell me they didn't know she was in her bedroom. But it was a symbolic act of her dying in her bedroom. It's not coincidental that she was not in her living room. (laughs) Uh, I think it was a deliberate, a symbolic act. And so we have government actors that are they're imposing. This discriminatory, illegal, illicit activity uh, uh, um, activities on us as citizens <clears throat> of the country. I know I'm running. <clears throat> I'm running uh, right now for Congress here in South Carolina in the second district, and I, you know, you know, to have my campaign fund just be robbed in a zero balance is a sign to me that oh, we don't want you in government. Well, I thought this was a free country. I thought it was a country where somebody could run for office, public office, and be uh, challenged maybe on on, on their, their credentials or, or their past record or something, but not on the fact you just can't run. You're, and it's unspoken. You're, you're, and, the, and the agenda that I have been a part of is that you're not gay. Gay people are the only ones we want in government. And this is what I faced as a government gang-stalking victim. I do this broadcast because I want people to be acquainted with what I've been faced with. I have equipped, and I did equip myself with what I thought I would need uh, to avoid government reliance. I'd never been on government assistance all these years, never. I've always worked for a living, always, always... um, industrious and creating uh, income for myself and once in public office I faced this very real the reality of what this country is Uh, you cannot be what you want you have people that want to keep you down like you thought you overcame the obstacles when you didn't know what it was and that that's the thing I got to continue to do it but these are real things these are real obstacles and what we need is a spiritual force so strong that it will overcome 
these very evil acts and very evil deeds. Uh, the Bible speaks of the light, evil deeds. Uh, you know, the light exposes evil deeds, and that's what is going on. The lights are being sh- uh, shined on all of these things, and they're coming to light. They're becoming more and more obvious, and so that we can take action against these things. You can't fight against what you can't see. And so now that these... Uh, this covert operation is being exposed as illegal, as uh, discriminatory, as racial, as sexual. It can be and should be attacked. We have a lot to do. And, and, and a lot of times in battles, I know I've gotten weary. I've gotten weary in a battle, when you're in a battle, in a long battle, and I have gotten even wearied, wearied in my battle now that I'm in now. God brings his spiritual guidance in to, 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 to comfort you and to um, enforce, uh, to um, strengthen a warrior that has to deal with such a system. I mean, Moses had to deal with it. Moses had to be strengthened. He was weary. He was tired. And it, it took a lot. It took a lot to do it. Because he had to deal with so many issues. I can't find them. So if you see them, let me know.
well, that's all I'm going to talk about today. Look, I have said a mouthful. I have really talked and talked about spiritual guidance in the gang stalking experience. And I'm not done. Because why am I not done? I'm not done because the spiritual guidance uh, does not stop. Uh, it, It continues even when the situation even as the situation uh, progresses, uh, there is a spiritual guidance almost at every juncture to guide. The visions and the dreams and the, the, the supernatural hearing of God's voice, I, I have had no choice but to uh, include those experiences in my discussions here on uh, setting the record straight on, straight on Anchor FM. I, I've had no choice. Uh, even if I've tried to separate the the natural experiences I've had with government gang stalking with the spiritual component, it, it's just not happening. Uh, I've tried to really uh, just stay silent about it and address it on another broadcast. And it really has, uh, it's so so intertwined in this experience, even with the scriptural prophecies that I've, I've combined the two. And at this point, I do not have any problems with uh, talking about them both. You know, we have our government that says you separate church and state. It's not going to happen here on setting the record straight. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to, uh, to mesh my other show, uh, Seeing Clearly in the Dark with this show, uh, because it, it's all the same. It's My experience can't be separated in two or three parts. It is a single experience. It is a whole and complete spirit experience with a spiritual guidance. Uh, and I think it is going to impact many of the Christians that are seen and unseen that have been Uh, negatively impacted by government gang stalking. It's going to give them encouragement and it's going to provide encouragement even for me, even for me. Uh, When I review some of my um, prior radio uh, broadcast uh, from Block Talk Radio, if I can say that on here, I have seen my prior broadcast where I was ministering to myself. Uh, speaking prophetically when I did not really know what the what was going on. And so here on Anchor, it is an additional opportunity with the opportunity to speak with sponsorship, which I've never had. And so I, I, I really like that, that, that I, I have an opportunity to um, not, you know, I'm not going to say profit from my experience, but just, uh, you know, be compensated for uh, the time that I have put in. It's no, no, it's not a big uh, compensation at this point, even though ministers and bishops all over the country, all over the world get, get compensated for their, their work. And so uh, I have done, and I did my prior radio show for many, many years, and I never asked for a donation. In fact, here on Setting the Record Straight, I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm going to ask uh, for, uh, invite a listener, a listener support of this broadcast. Uh, I'm bringing this podcast 
uh, in the midst of my sexual harassment, uh, gang stalking experience, which is caused me to suffer, suffer many, many things. Uh, I have not asked uh, for a GoFundMe account um, or anything like that, but I'm asking for your listener support. If you believe someone will be uh, benefited by this podcast here on Anchor FM, they may not know what is going on with them. They may not understand why things are going wrong all the time why this situation is the way it is, but with hopefully the advent of this podcast, maybe they can see things more clearly and um, be ready to address uh, the extent and presence of gang stalking in their personal lives. Uh, Thank you again for listening to this broadcast. You may go to the show page here on Setting the Record Straight on Anchor FM if you want to listen to any of the uh, previous previous broadcasts, um, and uh, it will help you probably to understand uh, what I'm saying now. Uh, it is related to some of the earlier broadcasts or podcasts. Also, too, I have a communication mechanism, and that is setting the record straight with Brenda K. Sanders, all spelled out at Outlook. And if you have a question, if you have a concern, if you have a, uh, a comment, if you have um maybe a suggested topic if you want to give some input about the topic here on the broadcast on the podcast uh, then feel free to do so via um, my email address which which I'm I'm giving out also I reference the gang stalking and the military involvement and so forth and you can actually see my actually my actual videos that I have uh, taken to document my experience on all of my social media pages, but let me outline them here for you before I uh, leave today. Uh, it's Brenda K. Sanders for the Numerical Four Congress and Brenda K. Dot Sanders um, at Instagram. Those are the two Instagram addresses, as well as Brenda K. Dot Sanders Dot Three on Facebook. And I've posted many videos um, of these experiences. Uh, on my social media pages and so you can reference those uh, to see what I've what I've gone through my experience and the extensions of my experience so again thank you again and talk to you next time